You're listening to AW360, a podcast from Advertising Week. Recorded in studio and live at Advertising Week's global events, AW360 features thought leadership conversations with the best and the brightest in the advertising, marketing, and technologies industries each and every week. If you enjoy AW360, we'd appreciate it if you took the time to subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and maybe even leave a positive review. Thanks for listening. Cami, welcome to the AW360 Podcast. I'm pleased to have you on today. Hello. I'm happy to be here. You are Director of Integrated Production at Made in Network. Tell me what you do at Made in Network. Yes. Uh, so basically, Made in Network is a creator age media company. Um, and basically, what I do is I am in charge of holistically making sure that uh, campaigns between brands and creators are running seamlessly, you know, without a hitch, essentially. Well, we are in the creator age, <laughs> for sure. That's that's fascinating job. So we're here, Advertising Week New York 2023. You just had a panel, The Next Evolution of the Creator Age, Building Media Companies. So this is creators building media companies, if yep. I'm reading this right. Yeah, absolutely. So essentially, you know, what we are talking about is you know, really looking at the evolution of uh, taking like, you know, a creator um, by themselves, which, you know, let's say that looks like a creator who wants to work with a brand on a one-off integration and they're just taking, you know, the very strict talking points from a brand and throwing it into an episode read and like, that's it. Kind of, I don't want to say short-sighted, but, you know, uh, not as rich and developed as, you know, how creators are evolving into a more robust um, sort of mirroring media agencies where they are developing longer lasting partnerships. They're making full on campaigns with multiple integrations over multiple years. They're making custom free roll. They're doing full social campaigns, live events, you know, um, they are like building uh, the brands into their content in an authentic voice of that creator on their channels where it almost, the brand becomes a character in their content almost. Um, and it really has like a more meaningful impact, you know, both for the brand, but also for the creator because it resonates with their audience more. This feels like a pretty natural evolution of the, the creator ecosphere, whatever you want to call it. Was it something that, you know, you deliberately sought to be doing or is it just kind of a natural evolution of, of the business you're in as well? So I actually have a background in like very traditional advertising where mm -hmm. very like I make TV commercials and like make sure the brand is in the first three yeah, <laughs> seconds yeah. of the content. Um, and so, you know, getting to work with Made in Network where we um, really help evolve creators, uh, it, it, I would say like for Made in Network as a company was kind of a natural evolution simply because it just yields better results um, when you have like a, just kind of like a one-off like, you know, buy Coca-Cola. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't feel authentic to the creative or to the content and, you know, audiences are 
really identify and like love and trust these creators that they're, you know, coming to this content to watch. And so, you know, they're savvy enough to be like, okay, yeah, it's a brand raid, we got it. But like when you are authentically kind of like building these larger partnerships and authentically kind of like bringing the brand into the content in the natural voice of the creator, mm -hmm. um, it just, it pays off in a significantly better way. So it just, um, you know, it, I would say like, yes, it's definitely a natural evolution. Do you get a little bit of both on the creator side? Mm -hmm. And the reason I'm asking this is, you know, I watch a lot of YouTubers, none of which I'm going to talk about on this program <laughs> just because. Name names. Well, no, that, that's, that's my business. Um, mm -hmm. But it, I'm fascinated by the fact that a lot of times when I'm watching some of them these days, I'm seeing a little bit of both. For example, I'll watch somebody and it's very clear that maybe their, their gear Mm -hmm. is yep. all one brand. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as somebody who deals in audio and video gear day in and day out for my occupation, I know that sometimes these aren't the best paths forward. But nonetheless, you go, oh, someone probably is, you know, getting mm. some product placement here. But then they'll turn and, you know, drink a beverage. Mm. And you, you go, mm, you know, hopefully they made, you know, a few dollars off that as well and talk very well about the beverage. Mm -hmm. But then stop and do the sort of traditional television by the way, this episode yeah. is brought to you by XX, you know, whatever um, it might yeah. be. So is there like kind of a little bit of both of those things? And I guess where I'm asking this is, are there brands who really see the latter, the traditional model as being the way they want to go? Yeah, there definitely is. And I think that especially, you know, when we're talking about kind of like the evolution of things, mm -hmm. um, I would say like the latter is the more traditional approach where, you know, we're we're more static, we're more sticking to these kind of like very um, specific brand talking points um, and we're not integrating it into sort of the uh, identity of the creator as much um, and really where we're hoping to kind of like move the needle and we're seeing more success. Um, and especially, you know, the panel that I just finished um, where our partnership with the Botanist Gin, and we've been working with them for over three years with, uh, on the BCU, working with uh, Babish, um, they really understand that, you know, they have very specific talking points about, you know, all of the different botanicals that go into their gin and everything like that. But they're really comfortable with Andrew integrating that in his kind of very like dry, humorous ways. So like we're making a pre-roll and, you know, their talking points are all of the ingredients in their gin are hand foraged, foraged on the, you know, uh, island of Isla um, in Scotland. And so Andrew is humorously foraging herbs in his backyard in Brooklyn <laughs> and like a little like bee like buzzes by and he like swats it and then he takes a sip and he goes like "Ooh, that's good in kind of a humorous way yeah. and so we're still kind of I'm calling it like premium funny where you yeah. know we're still portraying the brand in a premium way we're still hitting all those talking points but we're still being like really authentic to Andrew's like voice and humor and you know, we got amazing response from the audience in a way that like, again, from my traditional background in advertising, where, you know, the reason you have to do the brand in the first three seconds is because people are like, you know, how fast can I swipe past this? Yeah. But the responses we were getting to this pre-roll were, you know, complimenting Andrew for like, oh my God, like this is amazing. You know, like way to get this partnership. Like I'm going to go buy this gin right now, you know. Um, and they were just really happy for Andrew. And uh, I just actually had people come up to me after this panel and be like, uh, 
I wasn't a drin- gin drinker, and after the three years of this partnership, now all I drink is botanist gin. <laughs> I was like, uh, that's amazing. Can you write that for me in a comment? Uh, so, you know, in, in your experience with, the, with just creators in general mm-hmm. and how they're working with brands and how they have been for you know, several years now, are you finding that the allegiance of customers, you know, the mm-hmm. target audience to those products is... I mean, obviously it's growing, otherwise we wouldn't be discussing this, but I'm wondering, what is the sort of stickiness of that relationship? I mean, is it something that, you know, you, know, you have a single gin drinker now who's, you know, been won over, but how, how, how deep does that go? I mean, do you really get people to completely change the brands they're using or try different things, and how long does that last? I mean, is it, do you have to keep reinforcing it through those creators, or does it kind of stick and move, you know, move to the next thing? I mean, that's a really good question. Um, I definitely think that the message is more impactful when it comes from creators, again, because of you know what I was saying earlier, like the love and the trust that they have for these voices. So if they are you know trying these brands based on that, they're already you know more endeared to them and might give them like more of a you know authentic try rather than you know if they were just like watching a commercial of you know somebody running in Nike shoes or something like that that was like very sure. shiny and whatever. Yeah. Um, but it also never hurts, like we we're saying, to like continue to think of like partnerships on a larger scale over continued years, um, just to continue and, you know, build that relationship and like have the audience continue to see that relationship over years. Interesting. And looking ahead over the next couple of years, I mean, you know, obviously you've been watching from the inside the evolution of all of this. Where do you see it going in the next few years? I see, uh, a, you know, like you were saying, some of those traditional, more traditional reads of like where it just breaks and it's like, and now a message from our sponsor. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I am really hoping that, you know, and this is a little bit of a message to brands that, you know, brands will kind of start to see sort of the payoff of some of those more natural integrations in doing uh, bigger projects with creators on a scale that is, you know, maybe less rigid in terms of like the brand's identity and is more in keeping with the creator's identity because again, like that is what that audience comes for. Yeah. Um, but also just, you know, uh, the education of brands that, you know, Again, we're not making like TV commercials. Like things are kind of going to be quick and nimble, and you know, a little bit rougher. And that is really what audiences are responding to. And so, just really embracing that. Excellent. Well, Cami, thanks so much for taking the time to be on. This was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to AW360. For more podcasts like this one, be sure to check out Advertising Week's ever-growing roster of podcasts for the advertising, marketing, and technology industries, including our flagship podcast, Great Minds. You can find those at www.advertisingweek.com slash podcasts.